Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This episode of the Therapy is a Christian podcast is brought to you by the Time Management Masterclass. If you are someone that struggles with procrastination, getting organized, managing all the things on your plate, and find yourself constantly overwhelmed by a growing to-do list, kids, work, then sis, I got you. You need the Time Management Masterclass. I've worked now with over 20 women one-on-one with managing their time management. Many of those ladies were single moms, married, working moms, graduate students, entrepreneurs, and all came from different struggles and different backgrounds when it came to managing their time. So I took everything I teach my clients and packed it into a 90-minute masterclass that breaks down all of the strategies and tools you need in order to overcome procrastination, getting disciplined, focusing more, and effectively planning your week, and most of all, cutting down distractions. Over 30 plus women have completed this masterclass and said it brought such clarity to their lives and they felt more efficient to tackle their day and week with the tools that I provided them. In this masterclass, you'll also receive a full on companion guide that will walk you through all of the strategies and tools that I use to give my clients so you can be able to see what strategies work best for you. I'm basically giving you a full toolkit that you can leave with to transform your time management. So I'm offering my listeners a discount through this promo using the word podcast to get 10% off the masterclass. So go to risingrenee.com slash shop or scroll up on your phone to see the link in the show notes and you'll get 10% off by using the word podcast. Now let's get to the show. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Okay, so I'm going to switch gears a little bit and kind okay. of talking about counseling. So okay. you started therapy, was it early last year? year. It's been a year now. I okay. think in July it was a so, year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so talk about, tell us a little bit about that and why you started going. Um, well, uh, of course, um, to Black people, counseling is just like taboo, you know. Um, a lot of times we don't we don't believe it and we don't think it's for us. And it's just a lot of generational stuff behind that. However, I knew the more I grew um, in Christ, the more I was enlightened on some things, you know, in myself. And the more I knew I needed um, professional help to get over those things, all those traumas, you know, from my childhood that has been lingering over to my adulthood. And mostly because um, I'm engaged to be married for the people who don't know. And I knew that if I was going to go in a union, a union like that, I had to be holding heel with myself. And I knew I had barriers. You know, I knew I had uh, walls built up and I honestly wanted 
more for myself, more for my future husband, and more for my future children, because it's something that I did not get in my household, and it is most definitely affecting me now. And um, looking back, um, after you know, I, I had did a few sessions, I realized how, like like we said, everything is all encompassing. How it actually helped me in my business, you know, as well. Um, I went into therapy. It helped me because I knew. I, I no longer needed like validation, you know, like I, I did before. I knew how to effectively communicate, you know, to people. I knew how to um, take criticism, you know, stuff like that. All of that plays into personal life, you know, and most definitely business life. Like when I first started my business, honestly, one bad review would just put me on a spiral. It would, it would make me question myself and be like, God, like, you know, is this really what I should be doing? You know, like, God. I feel like I gave my best on it, but dang, this person is still, it, it will make you question yourself and question, you know, your adequacy and question, like, is this really, you know, my calling from God, but I'm um, going to therapy helped me to change the narratives to those bad, you know, um, um, reviews or, or bad feedback or whatever. And to know that no matter what someone else says, that does not take away from who God has called me to be, you Ooh. know, most definitely. So, yes. Yes. Okay. So did sure. you have, did you have in the beginning, did you have hesitations with going? Because I, um, first of all, I don't like being called out about stuff Ooh. and I don't like no one, you know, it's, it, it, I'm not, I'm still, um, I, I, I wasn't a very open type person. You know, I'm not used to talking about my feelings and that's something that I learned in therapy. I'm not used to talking about my feelings. I'm so used to suppressing them and pushing them down because in my household, honestly, we just, we didn't do that kind of stuff. You know, we didn't know how to be emotionally, you know, uh, feel each other's emotional cup, you know, for, for one another. And so I grew up not knowing how to do that. And I know therapy was going to, I knew therapy was going to uncover some stuff that I just wasn't ready to talk about. Even now I still have my days. I, I tell my therapist, honestly, I don't feel like talking about this today, but I'm doing it anyway because I know I need it. You know, I know I need to practice it and stuff like this. So it's most definitely still a struggle. But yeah, I had um, reservations about doing it because I just it it's it's work for some people. It's um it's um kind of a weightlifting to talk about you know stuff like that that has been bothering them. To me, it's work. Like talking about mm-hmm. it to me is as a task. You mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. so I have I have a to me I need to recharge by myself and in my thoughts. But for some people that need to recharge with talking, you know, about it and stuff like that. Me, I'm just now learning how to do that. And I'm learning that doing that is healthy, more healthy than keeping it all in. Yeah. yeah. And and, and I, what she said, I'm going to bring up another interview from Z. Z said therapy made her more depressed in the beginning. Than <laughs> for sure. It's she, like, dang. She was like, when I first started, it just broke me down. And I think what you said was like in your household, you grew up having, talking about your feelings, but even having feeling awareness, like knowing, hey, I'm triggered by what you said. All mm-hmm. I know is you made me mad. We're not going to talk about it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. not knowing like those things, like you said, suppressed and it creates this wall but that, like, even being called out, like you said, because you and I got the same therapist, and baby, Miss Bowman called you out. You <laughs> she was like, yeah, like, "Why you do that? Like, <laughs> why are you trying to come at me on a Tuesday? Exactly. I wasn't prepared. Okay? Uh, My edges was laid in <laughs> and you just came and snatched them." And so I think 
I learned the same thing. I was, I was like called out and I would just break, like literally cry. And it just was too much at times. Right, right. And it became a thing where it's like, how is this healthy? But over time of going, mm-hmm. kind of like you said, yeah. I, the motivation for you is now even switched of, I'm doing this for my kids. And that was the same thing with me. It's like, I didn't want to yeah. go into a marriage exactly. broken. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go into a marriage healed, but I didn't realize even going into a marriage broken, I was so broken. <laughs> And it just became like hard to process. It's right, like, right. Named a lot of the hesitations is you don't want to be called out. Why is talking about this helpful? But what's when you started to see the benefit? What was the what was the driving force for you? Uh, mostly, really, the improvement in myself and in my moods because I didn't let what someone said about me take over my whole week, you know, mm-hmm. like I was able to control my emotions, control the uprising, you know, in me, like if um, my fiance said something that I didn't like, I could, sometimes I could go days without talking to him, you know, or, or just, you know, and, and I know that's not fair and it's not healthy. No, but know, that, that, that becomes a subconscious reaction. Yes. We think, mm-hmm. Truly in ourselves, I used to do yes. it the same way. I used to be like, I ain't got to talk to you. Like, <laughs> right, like, well, maybe, you don't know. We could walk back in this house. Okay. I ain't got to say two words. <laughs> two words, baby boy. <laughs> you think I'm going to talk first? Will not. You will text me first, okay? Mm-hmm. And so, but we think that that... better text me. Amen. Okay, because if you don't, I'm going to be still upset. But... Exactly. But not only that, we think that that's the resolve, right? That right, is, it that solves the issue, and it does not. And it it's not. not. It, it just it, makes- it, it it puts off to the other person that you do not care, you know, about them, and and that they're not even worth your conversation. That's not fair at all, especially for your husband, fiance, or any person, you know, any person that you love that you're around. That's not fair, you know, to be. <laughs> but at the time, you'd be like, baby. At the same time, you'd be like, okay, whatever. Well, and you'd be going, I'm like, okay, whatever. Well, I ain't got to say nothing. But we think it's healthy and it's not. Right. It's and it's not. It's totally. When bad. you dig and you're digging, you're like, how is this further pushing us? Mm-hmm. Also, how is this helping us? And that's the part that's hard to process because it takes you then having to do introspection. Of like, why sure. did that bother you? Yes. What was the root of that? And that yes. becomes the work. Exactly. Facing your own, you know, stuff, whether it be stuff that you have made up in your mind, stuff that your parents have put up on you. Either way it go, it's hard because now you have talked about, for me, it was mostly the, the my parents, you know, the lack of emotional things that I um, got from my parents. And so to me, honestly, I, I, I can't separate, like if, if something going on with me, I, if, if I got an issue with a person or if I have discussed something, it's hard for me to just let it go. It's hard for me to just act like everything is all cool. So for me, the struggle was, okay, now that I know this stuff about my mom and now that I'm aware that, that how I got treated, you know, from my mom, my dad, how can I still out of love, you know, still love them? You know, how can I still talk to them? How can I still operate, you know, in love? It's just even when I know these things, you know, trying to find the balance and I'm still uh, working on that now. But like you said, it, it's it's hard. It's hard work because emotionally, 
is you don't know how to tie the two in between getting healing and having boundaries with someone who, you know, has hurt you and, you know, just putting yourself first without putting people on the back burner, you know? And not only that, but like for years, we spent, you know, 20 something years being emotionally safe. Yes. Us. Mm-hmm. And then when you're looking at the mirror, your emotional safety is now telling you in the mirror, this yes. is unhealthy. Right, you're right. Like, well, I don't have any other frame of reference yeah. point mm-hmm. to switch. And it's almost like building a new habit. You have to then switch something that is so uncomfortable, so out of your comfort zone. So not even, like you said, talking about my feelings for why. Right. I'd rather What's suppress the them. Mm-hmm. And when I'm good, then I can enter back into the society. Exactly. When I'm ready, right. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, you're telling me that that's not healthy. And so it's, it is work. Mm-hmm. And like you said, kind of finding the validation, that's a huge thing. Um, and so even with that, even as you've been kind of going through that, how has that even helped in your relationship with God? My relationship with God, because... Um, I'm, I now more so believe what he says about me, you know, Ooh, if that yeah. makes sense. That's good. It's like we, we know, like, you know, you know, what what's like, we know what God says about us. A lot of us, we know the promises of God, but do we believe it? And our believing in it, it, it reflects in our actions. You know, do we walk like it? You know, do we act like it? Do we talk like it? Like, I know that, that um, God has, is, has called me his. And I know that if I'm his, um, I, I have individuality, you know, I know who I am. I have my identity, but um, am I letting, am I comparing myself to someone else? You know? So it's like, yeah, I knew before that, you know, I know who I am. You get what I'm saying? But now I believe it. Girl, you know, baby, pause there, sis. Pause, <laughs> sis. Cause you said something that's so deep and I need people to understand. You hear about God, you kind of have an understanding of what he mm-hmm. might say. But it mm-hmm. is a different thing it's a different when you thing. believe it. Yes. And when that belief transfers into your life and you're like, I understand now what you meant by mm-hmm. you made And there's certain things that I don't have to do. Because and, girl, I'm, and there's certain because things I don't me. have to, I'm not obligated to mm-hmm. answer to. Yes. Answer to foolishness. Right. I, I don't have to be foolish. I don't have to be foolish. I don't have to be foolish. Girl, you know, okay. So I think that girl, that was one of the things that tore me down. Like when God debunked his character in front of me based Mm -hmm. off of trauma that I had with my father, when he debunked it and said, you are looking at me with the lens of how you look at your dad. It was almost like this God that I say, I love so much. I know nothing about. Right. Right. Yeah. And I don't believe you say. He liked it. As soon as we figure him out, we think we figured him out. He like, oh, let me show you another side. And, and then yes. you get to walk in freedom. You get to exactly. walk. Exactly. That's what. It, that's the key. Freedom. Mm-hmm. Freedom. Yep. Not being held to certain. You know, no one standards. You know, but God. Not being compelled to have to do stuff. That's the status quo. Stuff like that. It's freedom. Freedom all the way around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to know that I'm still abundantly blessed because of exactly. that. Exactly. And yes. so I think. It, and it becomes, it takes you out of that performance-based thinking where yes, I have to prove sure. and, yes. and work hard to try to love you and, and do all these things. And it's like, no, at the end of the day, I genuinely love you. And like he was saying earlier, your desires become mine because 
mm-hmm. I believe you yeah. and I love you. And it mm-hmm. and it literally takes the hard work out of trying to give your life to God because at that point you get to experience real life. My life is God. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My life yeah, is God. Sure. Period. Yeah. I yeah. don't want and who and I think now with some of the blessings that come my way, I'm like, who wouldn't want to serve a God this good? Please, yes. Who exactly. would not? Who, who would want to? Frame in their mind, right? Yes, I don't want to serve this God, and I'm talking about yes. Christ, Jesus. Right? I ain't Jesus talking about Christ. no universe. Nobody else. Talking about no. no they wing on there. Okay, wing on girl. You said no. Okay, God has if you need to, but I'm saying like. I'm not talking about that. I want right. to serve Christ Jesus. And I'm not, let me just say, I don't manifest nothing. Period. I don't no. manifest anything. We can get into it if you want to get into it. Go there. But it's, it's, you, all of this is, is just kind of like, you know, social, it's worldly, honestly. It's, it's worldly. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's cliche. And a lot of times if, if, we, if we're not careful, if we're not careful, we can get so self-centered and stuff like that. And honestly, we have to be specific. It's important because the enemy, any way that he can, you he know, come in, or come yep. in yep. you have to be specific. I do not manifest anything. I pray and I seek God. Now, it's a difference between, you know, having affirmations. Yeah, of course, you know, we can have affirmations. I feel like, honestly, that's what people are doing. You're just speaking affirmations. You're not manifestation in the Bible when is speaking thinking, about, you know, when the whole thinking like I'm a med- thinking I'm a manifest yes. my husband and I'm sitting here like, are you doing the work to heal to it's, it's have very a self-centered? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It becomes a thing of like. Girl, that's just a, that's just a whole tangent that would take a whole. Right. Exactly. Life. I know. But I know. That's why same, I said we're but at the same time, it's like serve Christ. And, exactly. and and this is my biggest thing. Heal mm-hmm. to understand why yeah. you gotta say I gotta manifest. It. Right, exactly. And, truly, and even taking a step further, if you trust God, He will tell you what to do and be obedient. Exactly. And these things that's will it. come. And yeah. and I and I think that's the part where it's like the enemy will take whatever and pervert it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. pervert it against God. Mm-hmm. And, and because guess what? Mm-hmm. What if you quote unquote manifest something? that you wrote down on your list, like you said, a year, two, five, ten years ago, how will you, how would that make, how, how would that affect your relationship with God if it has not come to pass, you know? And so the reason why I say I seek God, because I know whether something happens or not, all things are working together, you know, for my good. And I know that if something that I, I wanted, you know, did not happen or whatever, it's, it's because most definitely he is ordering my steps. Yeah. And I'm more comfortable with him ordering my steps than me ordering them. Yeah, baby. You know, like I don't want to. And I, and I feel like, honestly, that's a, it's a pride thing too. People, and that's the reason why people don't fully surrender themselves over to God because they can't wrap their minds around someone else making their decisions, you know? And so that's bondage. That's bondage. I want to be free. I, I get, I, to every day to wake up to know that somebody got my back, like that's, that's, this Baby. Exhilarating, you know, oh. like this liberating to me. This. Yeah. Girl, uh, I don't have enough time, Ty. Let me say this one thing. When I think back in my mind currently, because I because you know I be telling you God, God is setting me up for exit plan. I don't know how, baby. It may <laughs> if I could figure it out, I couldn't have figured this out. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have figured this out a year ago. Yeah. 
But in my brain, I'm like, you sending me up for exit plan. Last year, when I did that podcast, y'all heard back in August on trusting God during a tough season. And I was ready to leave my job. And I was like, forget it. I'm going to go fulfill the vision you have called me. To yeah. do. I think that was what I was going to tell you earlier. And I said, <laughs> I forgot about like just quitting your job and just be like, I'm mm-hmm. going to go fulfill the vision. Mm-hmm. And it's like, where are you at? Stay right. with <laughs> if you I had not to. stayed, sis, the blessing is I'm pregnant during a pandemic and I get to sit on my booty. Exactly. So I should say booty. I get to sit People on my booty. People don't feel like jobs. I don't know why aspiring entrepreneurs don't think jo- job is a resource. They don't feel like a job is from God. It like, is. Like that's a resource. Baby. Like having a job is a blessing. Baby. Especially when your business is not making you enough Baby. money. Like you got to pay your bills. <laughs> oh my God. Like I work. So people, a lot of people look at me and be like, oh, you know, and I feel like that's the issue with not just looking at me, but looking at people who are above you. Like, you don't know your story. I've been slaving since I was 15 years old. I've never not had a job. And like I said, even now, like I work, I have, you have to make the decision. I got to make the decision to get up and go to work every single day because I have responsibility. So do not neglect your job. Like, it don't matter. And I feel like it's such a stigma, nine to five. Like, it's a job. It's a resource. Everything is a beautiful it's a resource. resource. Exactly. It's a beautiful resource. It's what this job has done for me, it has literally whipped my character into shape. If God didn't do that's what it's all about, character, for he sure. He whipped my character. He told me a year ago, you need to learn long suffering and patience. And I was looking at him like, for why? Okay, for why? <laughs> what do you mean I need to learn long suffering? When I understood now what long suffering means, when I get irritated with my job, because some days I am, I, I remember if I had been disobedient and walked away, I'm in the middle of a pandemic yeah. I get to work at home. When I get tired and I clock out, I go get in the bed. I, it, it, I'm, I could be on my feet nine hours a day, set yeah. eight hours a day, mm-hmm. walking around pregnant. And he set it up, sis. And, and, I, and I say to myself all the time, again, I go back to the thing, who wouldn't want to serve a God like this? Because it's just like, all God is looking for is my obedience. It's giving me time to work on my business. It's allowed me to be able to see, oh, Rosalind, you can make four figures. Right, right. Used to. Yeah. Like, it, it has given a place and a space. And so your job, yes, is a resource. The problem is we don't go back to God and say, how am I going to do this? Exactly. How yep. I need to get disciplined. Yep. We what just get I, one word. What do I need to sacrifice? Yes. What do yes. I need to sacrifice in this season to get to where I need to go? And that becomes the thing of stewardship. What are you stewarding well? I got to still steward this nine to five every day. Right. That's what I feel. I steward this nine to five, but I also have come to understand what that stewardship of being honoring to this job is helping me honor my business. Yes. It's helping yes. me honor my customers mm-hmm. so that when I do fully step out into that, I'm not squandering because entrepreneurship, regardless of what people think is cute, it ain't fancy, sis. Mm-hmm. Running the business not at all. Running the business is ghetto. Okay. It's, it's, it's ghetto. <laughs> it's ghetto. Like I hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> it's ghetto. It's so really cool. ghetto when you're doing a nine to five and trying to do like it. You're never off. Like you're never off. I'm never off work. Never like my mind is never off. Like clients have access to me 24 hours a day. Like they got my phone number, they got my social media. Like it's such never off. Never off. And I have people that send me DMs at midnight and they're talking to me about people will. 
stuff. And, and I'm guess like, what? And if I don't, if I don't don't reply, then I'm the bad person. You know, I'm unprofessional. Or um, entrepreneurship leaves so much room for extra scrutiny, and it mm-hmm. is it's Dang. exhausting. That's why. That's honestly every reason is why you should stay in the presence of God. But that's why you have to stay in the presence of God because someone who is not strong emotionally, and that's why you need therapy. Someone who is not strong emotionally could not take all of the backlash, could not take everything that comes with being, you know, an entrepreneur, especially a service provider. Excuse me, because people are just people are hard to please, and you have to realize that you can't please everybody, and everybody is not for you. And so just to rewind back to how to what you said, how do I make God the CEO of my business, recognizing that every client is not for me and knowing who to take and who not to take, even inquiring to God about that. God, you know, should I take this client on or is this even worth my time? Is this worth my mental health? Like that is is putting myself first first and not chasing the dollar and knowing that don't matter what God got me, you know? Yes. Boundaries and and two, boundaries. I'm talking about that because I have I have a couple stories of just mm-hmm. different things. More so with having had done the podcast. Yeah, I think people are always looking for God. People mm-hmm. are always looking for a way to find like find God, mm-hmm. and I take that as an honor, and I take that as yeah. a privilege to serve His kids. But at the same time. I very much so highly say all the time and gladly say, yes. God is God, Rosalind ain't God. Rosalind don't have God. all the answers sway. She wish it, I don't and even it's okay. I don't. And so when right. it comes down to it, I don't give always, like I'll say in a minute, I don't talk about relationships really. Why? Yeah. Because me and Nico were together when I was 22. Mm-hmm. I could not date in this time. Dudes would be <laughs> angry with me. I would be looking at them sideways. Especially now, healed the whole. I would be like, I ain't got time. Right, exactly. Like, I don't even have time for it. <laughs> Baby, you can't <laughs> fool you. The and that most definitely, honestly, that most definitely has been a struggle in me and Anthony's relationship now because when we met, it's been five years. I'm 29 now. When we met, I was a totally different person. You know, and now, like you said, I'm healed. And I'm operating in my healness, and it can come off as if I don't need him, you know. Girl, and, and it's, it's, baby. it's a struggle, girl. For people who started out one way in, in a relationship, and now you're trying to change the trajectory of it, it's most definitely, you know, a struggle. Um, so yeah, you're right yeah, about and that. So I say that to say, like, there's certain things I won't give advice on, right? It doesn't change the way, like you said, like you said, you're available to your client, mm-hmm. people will yeah. still ask. And I right. just have to be emotionally okay right. with knowing mm-hmm. if I tell you the honest truth about what I won't yeah. do, if yeah. you choose to leave or not listen to me or unfollow yeah. me anymore, I can't take that as a rejection. I have right. to know I'm not, I'm not the person. That's yes. not my ministry. Yes, and it for becomes sure. a point where you also, even with when I did one-on-one clients, if a client told me, no, they can't do it. Cool. If the client told me, yes, they could. I still then had the, a right to say mm-hmm. I currently can't do that right, right. Now, people want me to do one-on-ones with them God told me sit down yeah it's sit down and work mm-hmm. on passive income streams mm-hmm. until you have this baby if yeah. I'm disobedient to that word to try to chase a dollar because mm-hmm. I could get my coin sis right I period to, if I, I really want to coin mm-hmm. coin 
I'm gonna be like, uh, what's what's that gift I send you all the time to your phone time? <laughs> of, of uh black youngster holding the cash to his ear. I go back and watch that all the time. <laughs> I could be just like that, but if I but also my father foresees my energy level, he yes. my sharpness, he mm-hmm. foresees clients probably showing up, and it becomes a thing like you have to understand yes. let that job. Mm-hmm. Keep your character together. My yeah, job has sure. taught me boundaries. My job has taught me delegation. My job mm-hmm. has taught me all these things to be emotionally okay with saying no. Emotionally yeah. okay with taking on more, not taking on more. And it becomes a thing like that resource mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. tailored my heart. Yes. And God did not tell me that at the time. But, exactly. But I looked you at it and I'm like, yes. you knew. You knew mm-hmm. I wasn't. There was no way. My character a year ago, Maybe. Girl, me and Nico would have been in counseling together because I would have drove him crazy. <laughs> and that's a, that's it's, that's a, a good thing to point out. Like God does not bless you for just for temporary. He bless you to sustain you. And I honestly, truly believe, if I was to have gotten my business five years ago or or even like six, seven, eight years ago when I was still searching on what I wanted to do, I most definitely would not have had it now. And so, like you said, those jobs build character, you know, in me. That experiences that I've, when I've been broke and have not had nothing, like that build character, that build work ethic. So now I, I ain't going back, you know, I'm not going back. And so for that reason, I have to stay at God's feet because I know he is the one who has brought everything, you know, forth for me. So, yeah. 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 And blesses yeah. it. And so like, even with that, to kind of close out, mm-hmm. even with that, because I grew up seeing my parents rich, well, yeah. had money, had mm-hmm. millions of dollars, was grossing millions of dollars and they did not, and they did not honor God with it. And yeah. what I saw before my eyes was literally like a dismantling mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. the blessing when you don't do it. And I'm yeah. telling y'all, as a person who watched it and witnessed it, you don't want that. It's you a grief and it. it's a pain and it's a pulling that you it don't want to see. And I, I most definitely went through it in a, on a smaller scale, you know, um, back when I used to, I, when I, um, out of high school, whatever, like I said, I've always worked. I've had multiple jobs. But I didn't know who I was, you know, and I didn't know my identity. So I needed stuff. I needed things, you know, to, to make up who I, I thought I wanted to be. I had money, enough, more than enough money for the age that I was then. I would blow it. I would buy shoes, buy clothes, you know, be faulty on my bills. And those are the things that I, would glorify. I was glorifying. Those are the things that I was idolizing. And guess what? Right. God stripped every single last one of them from me. To where I had nothing. I used to say out of my mouth, and it's so crazy, God will, like, it's so crazy how things work. I used to say out of my mouth, when I finally moved out of my mom's house, I used to say, man, I'll sleep in my car before I go back to move in my mom's house. And guess what? I literally had nothing but a car. And even after that, I had to call my mama and say, can I come back and live with you? So be careful, you know, what you do, because I, after that, I had no car. Like, rock bottom, like nothing. And it was to that point where God is like, okay, you know, I had to, I had to value, um, not idolizing things, but uh, letting God control, you know, my life and, and letting him make up who I wanted to be. Oh, and so once cool. I totally surrendered, you know, my life over to him, that's when things I started to rebuild, you know, and things started to, 
to line up because I noticed, okay, living for these things is not worth it. And it'll living for God, kill you. It, yes. it literally will yes. kill you. And I and I remember thinking in my mind of my parents, and my mom tells me stories now of when they were really like dedicated to God. Mm-hmm. They were making three to four thousand dollars a week. Yeah, a week tie in wow. the beginning. And mm-hmm. what happened was my dad got them dollar sign eyes. Yeah. Like, we need more. We need more trucks. We need mm-hmm. to buy all these things mm-hmm. to keep going, to keep going, buy nice cars, mm-hmm. get fancy mm-hmm. things, go to the store and buy all these nice clothes. And what was happening was that money was becoming squandered. They were, yes. they were having to pay out more. Right, them, right. Having to mm-hmm. do all this stuff. And it was becoming, it was impacting them in such a way. Tied everything. I remember I was nine years old. My parents started their business. <laughs> When I was by the age of 14, my mama's yeah. house went into foreclosure. I remember wow. people knocking on the door, repoing the cars. I remember wow. us selling furniture to buy groceries. I remember the lights getting cut off. I remember all of these things. I remember calling yeah. my dad and be like, hey, dad, the lights will cut off because it was so monthly. Yeah, right, right. And my mom told me later that sometimes, and this is, I'm sharing, he would use that as a tactic to get her to talk to him and like mm, all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff because it yeah, was yeah. so much stuff going on. Right, right. Me. And it was like... As a kid, I'm thinking, I want the money. Money, money is bad. Okay, so, exactly. so like thinking through that, and and even as an adult now, God calling me to entrepreneurship, I'm like, I even had to heal from the narrative that yeah, abundance is not a right, bad. right, right. Mm-hmm. And but when we honor, that's why I be so real about honor your business back to God. Yes. And even now for me, when He says sit down, sit down, like. I just want to get into. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be on your bad side, bro. Right. <laughs> your bad side. Be. I don't want to be on that the bad side of pays. you. So it literally of, pays to live for God, like it does. It pays. And guess what? It pays to not. Hmm. And it does. Okay, so I say that <laughs> to say, y'all, like if God is not saying leave, do anything. If He's giving you urgency to go out on an idea, go do it. You have no idea what blessings will come from that. Yeah. And understand, like I said, it pays to obey. Yeah. Like I think about yeah. you, you're able to take off another day in the middle yeah. of the now. Right. Because you're at because you've been obedient to where yeah. your clientele, baby. <laughs> I get my two appointments a month. Okay. I make sure. <laughs> I walk your Thank booth. you. So and I say that to say, like. You're abundantly blessed because of it. You don't even have to walk into September. You don't even got to walk into September being concerned about, do I have clients to work with? Right, exactly. So So that's it. But thank you, Seth. I love you. I love you. Thank all right, Ty. So if you want to find Ty's information, it'll be all in the show notes. Follow her on Instagram. She's a life. She also shares tons of videos on called Luxpirations where she shares the word of the Lord as well as so many other things. And be on the lookout for her line of flat eyes. I'm so excited about this. And I, and I love you all. And I'll see you next week. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
my guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.